Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. Pennsylvania are searching for a man who stole more than $200 worth of soap and crab meat, which coincidentally are the exact ingredients in Peeps. I don't know where that shot came from. (laughs) Taking a shot at Peeps. What? A couple of things for you. One, we have a royal baby. The, he is like a little baby. He's yes. just like that, sir. The Duke and Duchess of Sussex. Yes, they're my favorite Duke and Duchess. That'd be Prince Harry and his wife, Meghan Markle, have had Duke a baby. Duke and Duchess of Sussex. And it's a boy, so he doesn't have to behead her. Right. He doesn't have to behead his wife. Give, give me an air, woman. That give seems like good news. I don't have to behead you. Ah, yes. Uh, so, congratulations to so that I guess I just I can't even imagine. Their throne will remain ungamed for. <laughs> right. The line of succession is intact unless there's a bastard. And also, I was uh, headed through the lunchroom and saw CNN where they're going on and on about whether or not Congress is going to hold Bill Barr in contempt. Oh man! And I just wanted to remind you, if you're excited about this, that Congress held the Attorney General Holder in contempt. And you don't even remember that it happened <laughs> because nobody cares about this sort of crap. I hold half of Congress in contempt, personally. Seven years ago, 2012, the officially held Attorney General Eric Holder in contempt, in contempt for not turning over papers regarding Fast and Furious. Right. And it, it met as much silence as this contempt vote will have if it goes forward. Nobody pays attention to this crap or even remembers. Even as the cable newsers drone on and on about impeachment, which was a new poll out, is favored by 17% of people. 17%. I came across a really, really great point about the, the Mueller report. Some of the legal aspects of it and how it was completely uh, off base in one way. And I thought, wow, that's a devastating point. And I haven't heard anybody. Nobody cares. No. Nope. Really. I mean, the people who, who are into talk radio, granted, are not the average person. They're much more aware and into, uh, you know, issues and politics and the rest of it. But still, I just I can't even bring myself to doing it. Uh, I love this story. Absolutely love it. A parody website with embarrassing photos of Joe Biden is outpacing his official campaign page on Google. It's outranked it in Google searches. JoeBiden.info, Biden2020. Uncle Joe is back and ready to take a hands-on approach to America's problems. Joe Biden has a good feel for the American people, knows exactly what they want deep down. He's happy to open up and reveal himself to voters and will give a pounding to anybody who gets in his way. man. And then there are a bunch of pictures of him sniffing on people and groping on people and videos of the same. Uh, Then uh, that's just too close. That's a single entendre. Um, 
And then they have a list of his voting record against gay marriage in 1996, et cetera, et cetera, for mass incarceration. 1994, blah, 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 against abortion rights, against school busing, for the Iraq War, for the death penalty and harsh drug sentences. A lot of those aren't fair, but... Oh, yeah, absolutely they're unfair. He voted for that uh, crime bill that they're trying to hang around his neck that Bill Clinton signed. I mean, it went through... The the biggest Democrats in the land were for it at the time. Right. So it's presentism to... Hanging around Biden's neck. Absolutely is. Uh, On the other hand, the fact that the parody website outranks his real one is hilarious. He also brought gay marriage forward ahead of anybody, remember? He forced Barack Obama into that by coming out and talking about it ahead of time and forcing that early. So So you want Joe Biden to be president. Is that what you're saying? I just try to have honest coverage of this. He, uh, he, he, He shouldn't have been run out of the 87 race for plagiarism. But what he, he said two things last week that were crazy. That thing he said about only the top 1% got a tax cut for Pinocchio Live from the Washington Post. Yep. Now, he might have done that on purpose because the crowd loved it. But that was just... And then he, he also made the claim that uh, they say China's going to eat our lunch. Come on, man. Nobody agrees with that. Nope. Even Democrats, that China is not... A major economic power soon to overtake the United States. It's just a thing. Well, he tried to posit that they're not a competitor. They're they're good folks, and then we're well. It's not we're no problem. But he's trying. He's just so self consciously trying to be the voice of calm and reason. He, he and might. Like he might just feel like in, where we live in an age where you you overstate things to get your point across, and and we seems that we do. Yes. Yes, and he has 547 more days to talk about it. I'm looking for. I just wanted to bring up that it was funny that the website, the parody one. This is just... I'm looking forward to the debate in a month. I actually am. I'll be there. I'll be watching oh, with popcorn every minute. I think it's going to be fantastic. Every minute of it. Hey, we got a good story from Jim Roop, who we like coming up in just a couple of moments. A moment about banning smartphones in schools. Yeah, right. And uh, which I think I'm for, and if it happens before my kids get old enough to have smartphones, that'd be just awesome. One more interesting note about the election that's not about the election, because I can't stand, uh, you know, just the, the breaking down Beto's chances, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, he has none, by the way, in case you're curious. Um, uh, Nancy Pelosi, who's been saying no impeachment, it's not realistic, she has absolutely been the adult in the room among Democrats is now pitching the idea that there has to be a super huge Democratic turnout because, um, what's the best, if we win by four seats by a thousand votes each, he's not going to respect the election. She is suggesting that Donald Trump will usurp the election and hold on to power and refuse to accept the the results and occupy the White House. We actually had listeners ask us, hey, guys, I'm hearing that Barack Obama is going to somehow get a third term. Is this serious? And Because if you operate in little ideological bubbles, you start to take stuff like that seriously. But the Speaker of the House is now pitching the idea that the president will go militant, Nicolas Maduro style, and refuse to accept the election. This isn't Venezuela. If we ever had such a whack job president that they said, I'm not going the new president that becomes president at noon on January 20th would just tell the military, okay, arrest him. Right. Put him in jail. Get him out of here. Well, and he'd be the or only her, guy in the White House. Her. First female president will probably do that. <laughs> it's just on her way. <laughs> oh, man. 
Yeah, right. That's enough of that. <laughs> anyway, should your kids have smartphones at school? Not according to maybe a California law. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Coverage of the royal baby being born to Prince Harry and his wife. There's a boy, so he doesn't have to be header, which is good news. And the baby boy is seventh in line to the throne. Oh, all right. So keep that in mind. Bide, bide your time, baby. If I'm number six, I'm increasing my security detail right now. Oh, absolutely. A vengeful little baby with his eyes on the Iron Throne. <laughs> So I'm a little bit surprised that this hasn't happened already, but I'm told that the state of Cal Unicornia is only now uh, looking at restricting or banning smartphones at school, at schools. And uh, Jim Roop joins us uh, reporting on that story. So, Jim, uh, uh, welcome, first of all. Uh, Has it been kind of an ad hoc thing, district by district, up till now? Which is why there's not enough teeth in it for parents who push back. So if a school district wants to set a policy, uh, parents really have, you know, the First Amendment and all of that stuff that they really push back. Parents who push back on limiting or banning cell phones in schools <laughs> need to do a little bit of reading uh, because there are uh, – this is on the heels of last year, the country of France banned smartphones in schools. An all-out ban in every school in that entire country. If my so school, school, if my kid's school bans them, I'm not going to fight it. It's ain't good. Yeah, what the, what the hell does the First Amendment have to do with it? I mean, well, you... freedom of expression, free, you know. Oh, well, shut you know. up. Not you, them. There's no First Amendment right to carry around what is essentially a little television slash magazine stand. Slash... You showed up to school with a TV in 1990. What would they have said to Slash you? game console. R- right. Well, because the argument is if you took a little portable television into school with you, you can't. It's not a communication device to contact your parents in an emergency. I'm reading the New York Times. That's why I have my smartphone at school. I'm not playing video games. There are lots of studies uh, about the the learning gap that has increased. Um, there is this study done out of the out of San Diego State University. First of all, there's there's a woman there named Jean Twin. She she's, she wrote that book, iGen. Why today's super connected kids are growing up less rebellious, yeah. tolerant, less happy, and completely unprepared for adulthood. We've talked she to her. That's good stuff. Yeah, she wrote. So so you know then she's been behind a lot of these studies, and since 1976. They've been surveying about 50,000 kids between the ages of 13 and 18. And, for instance, in, uh, in the 1970s, 60% of kids read books. As of 2016, only 16%. Wow. And, and it just goes – and when you talk about the mental health issues and how kids are uh, less happy – um, depression has increased quite a bit. Forty-eight percent of teens who spend five hours or more per day on electronic devices uh, uh, reported at least one suicide-related outcome. So there, there is, and twenty-eight percent of those less. Well, just wa- watch a group of high schoolers. They all stare at their phones. I mean, yeah, that's all you need to know. They yeah. don't look at each other. So the state of California is saying we have to allow for the school districts to have a little bit of meat behind whatever policies they set. This this does not require schools to do it, 
but it would give them the ability to go the full spectrum, either a complete ban, don't even bring the phone to school, uh, all the way to some sort of limited use. Now, there are, I got some arguments from some people who say, well, look, uh, I need the phone. We can't find a pay phone anywhere, so my kid needs to be able to get a hold of me in an emergency. The school already does that. When we didn't have phones as kids, our parents knew where we were and what time they were going to pick us up. How many times did you need to call your parents in an emergency at school in your entire life? I don't think I, I had one, and if I did, I'd have gone to the office and made a phone call. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it, it, the arguments are very ridiculous, and the fact that uh, these phones are in the hands of middle schoolers, it's... It's even worse. When you're talking about a 13-year-old kid and a percentage of kids that age that are depressed, at the least bit unhappy, or or, uh, suicidal thoughts. That's your emergency. Hey, parents who are worried about an emergency, you've got one. Kids are more suicidal than they've ever been. That's a bigger emergency than they can't call you right away for some made-up reason. I agree. I mean, you know, I complain a lot about the problem with California that has a full-time legislature, so all they're doing is just making up stuff to do uh, for themselves. But this is one that might actually uh, get a lot of backing, with the exception of some of those parents who think their kids walk on water, and there are a group of those parents in every school. So my kid won't abuse this this privilege, but, you know, that's who those parents are. So we uh, we have this bill that's making its way through. So far it's passed unanimously uh, through the committee process, I believe, in the Assembly. Now it heads over to the Senate. But it, I would imagine it will be passed and signed into law so that by next school year, any school district that wants to ban cell phones, uh, the parents really can't push back. I'm sure it will get challenged somewhere, somehow, in some court, uh, but I doubt that it, it would be upheld or that, that it would be overturned. By right. The court. I would agree. Jim Roop, Westwood One News correspondent. Thanks, Jim. Good stuff. Thank you. Yeah, okay, so they're just saying, all right, local districts, if you want to, you can. It's self-evident. I don't. I can't imagine. I can't imagine anybody opposing it. All right, you know, bring it to school if you want, but don't let me see it. Well, you're not going to have one, I think. Uh, in, in in most cases, the, the you know the tide has turned on that question with more information and all your leaders in Silicon Valley who invented all this stuff saying, do not let your kid have a smartphone. Right. And the, the the tide has turned on that. Yeah, I think so, too. So we had a blip little period there of 10 years Yeah. where everybody thought it was a good idea for their 12-year-old to have a smartphone, and that's going away fast. Rampant depression, suicide, anxiety, the rest of it. I, you know, On behalf of adults, I'd like to apologize to the generation I raised, which worries me a bit. Hey, speaking of weirdness in high school, so you got uh, North Pole High School, North Pole, Alaska, Santa's hometown. <laughs> um, turns out it's southeast of Fairbanks. Who knew? Probably people who live there. But um, <laughs> when I lived in Alaska, that was where I lived, was in Fairbanks. So uh, I, I can't decide whether to tell this story forward or backward. And you'll know what I mean when I finish it. So this uh, young woman, high school gal, is in the bathroom. There are a bunch of boys come into the girls' bathroom. They have bathrooms in Alaska. Yeah. This is already interesting. Well, in the big cities they do, Jack. But so they, uh, <laughs> I'd like to apologize to our Alaskan listeners. But so these uh, boys come into the girls' bathroom, and they trap the girl in there and won't let her out. Uncool. And so she knees one of them in the groin. Yes. Well, now she's in serious trouble because she used too much force, they say. Um, in not having herself trapped in the bathroom by a boy, um, it's it, to me, it's some of the Monday morning quarterbacking that makes me so angry. 
people who are in no danger and in no fear judge the responses of those who are in terrible fear and occasionally terrible danger. So anyway, um, she's in trouble for that. The the girl's family is battling with the school district, etc. Here's why the boys were in the girl's bathroom. It was a protest because a student who is transitioning from female to male, I believe, took selfies in the boys' bathroom. And they thought, wait a minute, that's you can't be taking pictures. And so they were holding some sort of protest over the gender-bending, everybody's-in-everybody's-bathroom thing. They're in beautiful North Pole. So... Pandora's toilet has been opened, Jack, I think. All of these issues, all of these confusions and the rest of it, now you're making high school kids deal with it. Man. At least they have a zero-tolerance policy for violence. That is actually what they have. What does Santa Claus think about all this? Huh? I assume he's the mayor. (laughs) If he's not, who runs against him? What's your platform? Ask not what North Pole can give to you, like Santa over there is always giving stuff to Jesus. People. Only Jesus could run against Santa. <laughs> wow. I think you got to live there. Make a good argument. That was actually the basis of the first uh, spirit of Christmas. The South, the the short that South Park is eventually spawned out of was a it was a Mortal Kombat style fight between Jesus and Santa Claus. Wow. I'll check that out online. Marshall, what's coming up in your news? Well, North Korea concerns back front and center once again. The measles outbreak. Boy, it keeps on getting worse and worse. And the Derby debacle is not over yet. Coming up. Now they've ruined the Kentucky Derby. They, I don't know who they is. But. Oh, I like replays in sports. They've ruined everything. It's nothing yep. more exciting than waiting for some guy to watch a video and decide what we all saw, whether it right, happened or not. Right, right, right. I just... I wish they'd not rushed so much. It was only 20 minutes. It could have been 30 or 40 minutes. News next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. So we're talking about the uh, story, North Pole, Alaska, girl trapped in the bathroom, knees a guy in the groin, zero tolerance for uh, violence, etc. So she's in trouble now. The most gentle among you, the most passive, the least violent among you, I think I can, roughly 20 seconds from now, make you want to commit an act of violence. I'm going to read you the statement from the, uh, is this the school administrator, the uh, the principal? Hmm. We do not advocate physical or psychological violence as a means to attain safety. The entire school community needs to work together to ensure that all students feel welcome, safe, and able to learn and thrive. If a student feels threatened in any situation, they should seek out staff, not use violence. Couldn't they were trapping me in the bathroom where I couldn't there were no staff. Uh, That's funny, I'm going to have that conversation with a school administration official today over an incident from Friday in which Mm -hmm. I'm going to say we have been doing it your way now for four years with the same kid, and you aren't doing anything. Yes. Your way is not doing anything. Right. So now we're going to do it my way. I'm telling you. It doesn't work. That doesn't work. We're going to talk to them, or we're going to tell them they need to be nicer or whatever. It doesn't work. Punching them in the nose is the only thing that works. 
I wish it weren't that way. Well, you're wishing for a world that doesn't exist then. And I'm anti-violence. I am too. I absolutely am. But we built a society, and I've read some brilliant stuff on this, but we built a society where you must never act for yourself. You always appeal to authorities. The colleges are, are just insane about this stuff. And, and to get the attention of the authorities, you must be as victim-y as possible, as pathetic as possible. Otherwise, the authorities will ignore you. You got a problem going on in your neighborhood? Don't confront anybody. Don't talk. call the cops. Have the cops do But the cops don't have time. And so you get no justice whatsoever. Let's get the news now, Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump working the phone saying he had a very good phone call with the Japanese Prime Minister uh, Abe. That happened today. Trump tweeted that the two leaders talked about North Korea and trade. He didn't really elaborate on any of that. But some unidentified short-range projectiles were fired off North Korea's east coast on Saturday. That firing prompted South Korea to tell the North to stop acts that escalate military tension on the peninsula. But despite the provocation, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo says the deal can still be made and that Kim Jong-un is just acting out. These uh, launches took place uh, just after he met with Vladimir Putin. So clearly, Chairman Kim has not yet been able to get precisely what he wanted. This reminds me a little bit of when there's 12 games left in the baseball season. Your favorite team is 11 games back. And the announcers say they're not mathematically eliminated. Well, making a deal with North Korea isn't mathematically eliminated at this point, but I wouldn't be betting real heavily on it. Well, Trump also appeared optimistic about the U.S.-North Korea relations. He was tweeting on Saturday, quote, Kim Jong-un knows that I am with him, end of quote. I like the uh, the footage of Kim watching through binoculars the uh, the missile launch as they try to portray him as the guy who designed it and sure is in charge of the whole thing mm. all right evaluating how well it's working turn up the thrust just slightly <laughs> oh yes so great leader <laughs> made all the adjustments while they were on the fly white house national security advisor john bolton is saying the us is deploying an aircraft carrier and a bomber task force to the middle east Bolton said it was being done in response to, quote, a number of troubling, escalating indications and warnings. He didn't provide a lot of details, but the Associated Press cited a defense official saying that the actions being taken to send a message to Iran after, quote, clear indications that Iranian and Iran proxy forces were getting ready to possibly attack the U.S. in the region. Now, this didn't even cross my mind. I'm just repeating it because I heard it multiple times on MSNBC this morning. This is obviously Trump trying to distract from the Mueller report and the fact that Mueller's about to testify Anybody with eyeballs knows that that's what's going on here. I mean, they portrayed it that way. as You'd have to be stupid to think it wasn't that. So That is astounding to me. How many versions of that do we have to hear? I guess it works in politics. That's why you yeah. use it. X is just meant to distract you from Y. If it were the day, there's a Y every day of the week. Well, right. That's the problem. There's always this sort of crisis. If it was the day the Mueller report came out or something like that, perhaps you might get me to at least wonder. But there have been 50 crisis points in the last two months that you could have pointed to if you'd wanted to. Yep. Well, i got to tell you, the measles outbreak in the U.S. getting a lot worse. The CDC says 764 cases now across 23 states. Highest figure in the U.S. in 25 years. 60 new cases have been reported in the past week alone. 
U.S. health officials had considered measles to be eliminated back in 2000. Hey, I just got a great text from somebody at a school about smartphones. That yes. you're, it's going to blow your mind wow. if, you, if you aren't aware of this. Wow. What it's like in classrooms with smartphones. Oh, boy. And it was a first for the Kentucky Derby when the first horse to cross the finish line. Maximum security wins the Kentucky Derby! And then didn't Steroids. And taking the HGH had the big giant head with the gap between the teeth. And it turned out the horse had a special mechanism implanted into its neck so the jockey could push a button and it extended <laughs> its head two feet out so it could win by a nose. That's cheating. Oh, yeah. Third yeah not, horse doesn't like it either. Third out Maxim Security didn't win. For the first time in the history of the Kentucky Derby, the horse that crossed the line first has been disqualified. After the objection, Country House wins the Kentucky Derby. Sandy. Uh, gee, you crossed the finish line first, you won. It should be a free-for-all. However you get across the line is, is across the line. Horses kicking each other, jockeys whipping each other, maybe leaping onto another guy's horse and snapping the guy's neck and leaping back onto your own. Wow. All right, maybe no neck snapping. I'm willing to be reasonable. Yeah, it hurts my neck. Get it out. San Diego-based owner Gary West now says maximum security will not run in the Preakness, and he is going to appeal the disqualification of his horse. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. Here. So we won't get a rematch? That's what everybody wants, right? Nope. To the extent he Why wants isn't it. the uh, nag running in the Preakness, did he say? Well, Is it tired or something? It's two guys in a horse suit. It's two guys in a horse suit. That's the cheating. They're on to his grift. He knows he can't win now. <laughs> no, he says he says the opportunity to run for the Triple Crown is gone. So uh-huh. he's not going to he's not going to push his horse, you know, for really no point in his mind. Mm. All right. Huh. That's something. Well, Country House, which sounds like a nice place to get biscuits and oh, gravy. Yeah. Um is uh, there's no way it's going to win from what I understand. That's what they said about this time. All right. But there's no <laughs> but it was second. But there's no uh there's no money in just like winning one of those big races. If you don't win the course there is. Yeah. If you don't win the Triple Crown, there's no point. He, what? He, what? He apparently doesn't want to drive the, you know, drive the horse. I wonder to, if there's a risk reward know. thing where I Everybody saw that my yeah. horse was fast enough to win. Right. I could probably stud right. it out for top studying fees right now. Right. Right. It on, there's only risk to running another race, having him finish I like farther back analysis. or being injured, something like that, where I can I can maximize right. the studying fees for my horse right now. Yeah, yeah. I'll bet some expert told him that, or he knew himself. Yeah. You ever seen the, uh, the, the, the old pig races at the State Fair? Of course Boy, I is that entertaining. <laughs> that is good stuff right there. They, Animal racing, pigs, dogs, horses, doesn't matter what, really. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation, winner of the Eagle Race. In fact, if you got a more comical animal, like a little pig or something, that makes the race even better. Yeah. They have wiener dog races oh, at the dog, uh, yeah. big festival. For like instance? Yeah, yeah. very popular. That's great. Little tiny legs. So we got a text about what it's like in classrooms with smartphones. This would be news to me because I've never been in a classroom in the smartphone era. So, uh, yeah. That's a problem. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Scientists are saying that in order to meet the world's demand for meat, they are exploring the possibility of eating maggots, locusts, and other bugs. Or, and hear me out, salad. 
<laughs> eat a salad. <laughs> you don't have to eat bugs if you're not eating meat. What was that uh, fish, that, like the grunt fish or the grundle fish or something, that now they call the Chilean sea bass? Because that sounds more appetizing. If we're going to start eating maggots, you got to give it a better name. Ah. Uh, yeah. Please. Dirt, dirt beans. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Soil cattle. They've found the elephant man's grave. We'll have details on that tomorrow. Will we? No. The yeah. Antarctic toothfish was the initial name of the Chilean sea bass. There it is. Yeah, so it wasn't the grundlefish. Not but even it was... a toothfish. Right. That's not a good name. Uh, so we got this text. So they're thinking of a law in California where you can't have smartphones at school. Right. Got this text from a teacher who teach, who's, uh, texts regularly, so I know. He or she is a teacher. You would not believe the number of times parents call their high school kids during class. It's crazy. Kids show their screens with mom calling and just answer it in class. It's disruptive and unnecessary, but there's nothing I can do unless I want a confrontation with the student and their parent. Oh, for the love of heaven. Parents just calling a kid when they know they're in class. No, kids know that mom calling is a reason I can answer my phone. So if I change my friend Jimmy's name to mom on my phone and Jimmy calls and I show that, no, see, oh, look, gotcha. it's mom calling. Wow. Okay. That's that's my take on the scenario. Could be. Could very well you could know, be. It's funny. I'd read about the decline and fall of the Roman Empire, but, it, you know, it, it's not the way you imagine it's going to be till you get up close. It's It's a bunch of dumb stuff. It's a bunch of really, really pathetic stuff. I also believe there are some percentage of people, parents, helicoptering their kids during sure. the school hours. But the snowplow parent thing, yeah. I, being the mischievous one, that's exactly where my mind went to. Is mm. I can make I can make anybody say it's my mom. Calling. Sure, right. You don't need a phone call from your mom. You just don't. The idea that there would even be a discussion: should kids be allowed to have a television slash game console slash magazine stand with them in class? I'm saying no because they might watch the television instead of paying attention to the class material. Well, I don't know. I I think kids should have the right to watch television in class if they want and play video games. Who would advocate that? You'd have to be a crazy person. And receive phone calls whenever they want. Right, and and pass notes to anybody on the planet the whole time. Mm. Meanwhile, we have falling grades and, and, you know, blaming the teachers and instituting more standardized testing and common core and the rest of it. And, and ask any teacher. They are now teacher, mommy, social worker, psychologist, and the rest of it. Um, I don't know what to do about it. So you're a throny now, as you've said. You're into Game of Thrones. Absolutely. I even bought a sword online. Where, where does it... <laughs> I'm where training does, with it, sort of. Where does it rank as your favorite shows with your, your Sopranos, your Breaking Bad, your Larry Sanders show? You were a big Bosom Buddies guy back oh, in the day. Oh, boy, was I? Yeah, <laughs> got Jim Belushi's autograph once. Greatest thrill of my life. Is he a Bosom Buddy? I don't know. Um, so I, thought <laughs> I wasn't he was, paying attention. I just heard Bosom. <laughs> Michael. Uh, it's um absolutely. Did you mention the Americans? Because I love no. that show so much. Okay. Um, it's it's in the very top tier. It's impossible you're not for me to de- pick a favorite. You're not declaring it the your favorite show of all time. That's what you do. <sighs> no. That's what you're supposed to do. I'm bad at it. Yeah, clearly. I, I admit it. No, it's absolutely in the top tier. It's um, 
I wish Positive Sean hadn't pointed out to me where the book ended, plot-wise, because I wonder whether I would have come to the conclusion on my own right, right. that it seems a little different now. Hmm. The episodes after the book ended. Do you think you would have noticed? I don't, I don't know. That seems like yeah. a major deal to me. The guy who wrote it, I mean, that's a big deal. That's enough. Let's send the story right here. Maybe I write a sequel. Maybe I don't. Right. We'll pick it up. I know. Let's have them uh, fight. Then a dragon comes in. Yeah, that's it. For, for lack of a better term, it seems a little more pop. A little more me. fan fiction-y, uh, much less of kind of the intrigue of the the person-to-person stuff and a lot more just kids with their action figures kind of bashing them into each other. <laughs> That's a good good way to put it. I don't want to go on too long because actually it's a fairly small percentage of Americans who watch the dang old show. But So uh, they got the picture here from Game of Thrones where she's in a castle it appears to be and there's a Looks to be a Starbucks Grande, something or other in front of her. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was the Upside big post-victory uh, celebration. Evidently, uh, little gal there needed a little pick-me-up, so she got herself a cup of coffee. Had one of the knights run out to Starbucks, clank out on his horse. <laughs> there was a, a, the night. a lot of good memory going on, but there's no way that, that uh, Starbucks spelled her name correctly with all her titles <laughs> and the various... <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> funny. For those with unlimited free time, to look at that sort of thing online, <laughs> charming. Yeah, absolutely. Hilarious. Yeah. Well. Only two more episodes left. Really? Then the whole thing's over. The whole shooting match is over. Uh, for, the yeah. whole stabbing match is over. <laughs> there, there's there's already spinoffs and prequels and various other things that are already in the works, mm. but in terms of Game of Thrones proper, yes, this will this will be the conclusion. I'd like to see a lighthearted comedy spinoff. Jon Snow's Place. <laughs> You know, like uh, the Joey show after Friends ended or something like that. Wouldn't that be fun, everybody? He we got some day job at a smithy. Right. Exactly. Right. Another text about cell phones in schools. The only good thing about a cell phone with my 13-year-old is that when his grades would drop and I'd take it away, his grades would go back up again. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> that's pretty well, good. Yeah, but that uh, it doesn't have to be out in class, but that's, uh, that's some good parenting right there. <laughs> I awesome. can't imagine how little I would have paid attention with a smartphone at my, uh, well, available. Because I had a hard time sticking with class anyway, um, just for various reasons I won't get into. But, um, oh, to have all that at my fingertips? Please, I'd never pay attention. The apex of cell phone technology when I was in high school was the dumb little snake worm game that you would eat a thing and your snake grows, and then eventually, oh, it's too big on the screen, and you eventually lose the... Hmm. I can't imagine what it would have been like if I had the, the totality of the Internet at my fingertips. Oh, yeah. 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 It's just a bad idea. How is this even a question? I don't know. Is it the, is it the, the snowplow parent who also thinks their child is an angel? Is that how it gets perpetuated, that you can't tell my kid what to do? I I can, and I will. I got another text about that. I'll make part of my final thoughts. Hey, kids, it's that time again. With Armstrong and Getty. you got to play play circus music to get the kids' attention these days. (laughs) Here's your host, Joe Getty. Okay, let's uh, get a final thought from everybody on the crew. Marshall Phillips, final thought. Once again, I would be remiss if I didn't point out today's lead story for so many outlets. We are welcoming in a new royal. The long watch is over. Prince Harry's wife, Meghan, has given birth to a baby boy. And it's a boy, so she doesn't have to be beheaded. It has to be a great relief to her. Thank God. Yeah. Michelangelo, final thought. Yeah, get rid of cell phones in schools. Instead, put a payphone in the classroom. All calls need to be collected, and this will stop students from making and receiving calls. All right. Fabulous. Uh, Positive Sean, final thought. 
Yes, a new Spider-Man trailer dropped today, which you know what that means, people. Another opportunity for you to watch me watch a trailer. I'll be debuting that tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Some really good reviews of that, actually, the last one. Uh, Jack, final thought for the folks? Regarding parents fighting school banning cell phones, I've taught English high school for 11 years. And every day I have to talk to kids about texting, and they are texting with their parents every day. The parents text them during class regularly. And on Bring Your Parents to School Day, almost every parent sits in the back of the room playing on their phone. It's a cancer. It it is. Wow, wow. My final thought is the guy who owns the vacant lot next to our house is finally clearing it, uh, weed whacking it from the spring. The, uh, The weeds, some of them are chest high. I expect to see tigers run out of there and jackals and hyenas. <laughs> God knows what else. A jackal. Glad it's fine. I told you, honey, look at that. That's a jackal. Might it's not a, a jackal, dozen, it's a squirrel. Might, it's a jackal. Might be a dozen people living in there. Yeah, really. Well, there's a frog. He came back into our pool again. We call him Snacky because uh, Baxter wants to eat him. And I've decided to let him eat him. Snacky the frog? Snacky. Yep. Yep. He's kind of charming, but the problem is uh, frogs, uh, Jack, they don't have uh, toilets. So they just go wherever they are. I'll be darned. Putting in my pool. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Never mind peeing in the pool. He, uh, well, you don't want to know. So many people to thank. So little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. You can email us. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Some we ought to be talking about. Send it along. Yeah, we appreciate the help. There was a guy, a texter, who really, really hates us. Who texted us with some good information today. Imagine what people who like us can do. (laughs) See you tomorrow. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over. The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. We apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Bye-bye. Mark Zuckerberg makes his wife sleep in a coffin. Armstrong and Getty.